0: Puck comes to the right side, half wall. Marsha So there opens up, he shoots, score! William Carlson tipped it home.
1: 3 0 Golden Knights. Live from the finley chevrolet fox sports las vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com ducks back in The to trying put it on goal save thompson he sprawls and gets the rebound too this is the vegas golden knights insider show your destination for inside access with the team exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the national hockey league here's your hosts darren millard and ryan wallace
2: Welcome in Vegas, it's Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios, Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the...
0: 15 wins in the first 20 games. It's the best opening quarter in Vegas Golden Knights history, and it is outstanding. Equals the mark from a couple of years ago. And I I was with Darren Elliott last night, and he looked at me and said, they've done this twice. Twice in six years (laughs) that they've won 15 games in the first 20. How good is that? Uh, We'll get right into what happened last night in Vancouver and the road trip uh, that uh, also featured a point out of the Edmonton Oilers and what it all means. We've got our report card for the opening quarter as well. But we start off this show... With you, 702-876-1340. We normally do it on Monday, but yesterday was a wonky day. Push back in only 90 minutes. We want to give you your due, so it's all about you today. Call us. Open phones to start. 702-876-1340. Mike, kicking it off. Hey,
3: they left you and me hanging there, Darren, didn't they?
0: They did. It was... It was <laughs> It was uh, it was interesting yesterday because Chapman, he he's my buddy, but Ryan Wallace, he kept all the cards close to his vest. He wanted to make sure that nobody knew anything. So I was sitting there yesterday for a full hour, talking away, didn't even know I wasn't on the air until 5 o'clock, and they said, hey, ready to go?
3: <laughs> I doubt that, but okay. Now, I wanted yeah, to like- ask you a couple of you- things since I've allowed two questions, I believe, under protocol. And, and that one first one is uh, when you are with the team, and if you're one of the top five or ten players in your sport, I've seen it happen in basketball and baseball, you can get a manager or a coach fired almost by yourself. I don't know what Vancouver's deal is, but I listened to their podcast yesterday, and they say, according to the podcast, that the guys are not playing with any kind of fervor. They're not playing with any any kind of the, the same camaraderie that the Knights have currently. Do you see that in them
0: or not? Well, I, I see that because they're not winning nearly as much. Uh, that has a major impact on it. They were fine with each other last year as far as being able to function inside that group and win hockey games. Uh, I don't think that the performance of the players has anything to do with Bruce Boudreau's tenuous situation. I think that they may be uh, having some difficulties. They may be fragile, but I don't think that they've quit on their coach just yet. Everybody's aware of the dysfunction within management and ownership and the coach and the lack of uh, being on the same page. But I, I don't I don't think the players have quit on Bruce.
3: Okay. Well, Bruce was brought in, and I know you're good friends with him, and you should be. He's a, he seems to be a really great guy. He was brought in under the auspices of they were tired of uh, Travis Green yeah. in the same manner.
0: Look, look, um, Mike, they've had the, – the biggest issue with Vancouver this year has been blown leads and multi-goal leads. They've been able to play to a certain level in hockey games to gain the advantage. Uh, They haven't been able to close it out. Does Bruce have to own some of that? Absolutely. But the players themselves... They should be able to look at it and say we've got enough talent to to win these hockey games, uh, and, and be able to, cl- to be able to wrap it up and be able to secure those those two points. There's there's something wonky between the 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 entire situation. I focus it all on goaltending. That's where I think the shortcoming is is this year, between the the latter half of a year ago between years past, what they've been able to get for saves. So you can devise all the systems in the world. And I'm not taking Bruce off the hook here. They gotta be able to find a way to bring it home. The players got to be able to find a way to lock that thing down when they score three straight goals at home and and have a multi-goal lead on the opposition. You gotta be able to bring that home. What they didn't get again last night, which has been very consistent through this entire opening quarter for the Vancouver Canucks, has been a save or saves during the course of a game. And that's why last night was the first time in 11 games where Vancouver had given Thatcher Demko back-to-back starts. Why? Because he wasn't playing nearly as good enough. So if, if, if it's... Uh you want to talk chemistry, you want to talk the players quitting on their coach, the uh, dysfunction with management. It's it's all great fodder. Some of it's true, some of it I don't agree with, but the main factual uh shortcoming is the play of their goaltender.
3: Okay. And just one other quick thing, as a former resident of the Commonwealth, who do you root for on Friday? England or the United States? <sighs>
0: That's a good question. That's a uh, United States. Okay. Yeah, we, You know why? Because if I'm gonna if I'm gonna give the Commonwealth any rooting support, it's it all goes to Canada, because Canada has an sure. no opportunity to to do something in this tournament. So my Commonwealth commitment is all to Canada. Right? Seems fair.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I know you're not asking me this question, Mike. That's totally fine. Uh, I will not be watching the World Cup, but if I were, uh, I'm going all in on the United States, and mainly because I I, I usually do pretty well betting uh, with Darren um, or or friendly wagers, if you will, um, with Darren on on anything USA Canada. So hopefully, we get to a point where that's something I can double down on in well, the World Cup. But uh, that that's not awesome.
0: happening at the World Cup. Uh, okay, for well, for anyway, both of our sides, um, that not happening there.
2: Listen, I, I will say this though. As uh, so, Darren, from from like just a, a pure curiosity standpoint, like, are you taking the defense off the hook for the Vancouver Canucks, like being hard to play against in your own zone, not allowing the Golden Knights to to really walk into dangerous areas and and just put the the boots to to Thatcher Demko? Um, is it? Only goaltending in your estimation, or are you putting any of the blame for last night for the Vancouver Canucks on their defensive yeah. structure, defensive systems, defensive players?
0: Look, their their defense isn't as good as Vegas. That's a given when you look like, at the it, lineup. But but like Locking last night period, was another are you putting example.
2: Putting all of that on Thatcher Demko. Yeah
0: yeah, I'm putting it on Thatcher Demko. That that's that it. that's Thatcher Demko has to lock that down. When you when you're Alex in that Petrangelo situation,
2: walking down the middle At, of the ice is on Thatcher Demko.
0: That's one goal. That's one goal out of three, Ryan. I, a, and and I'll defend the goalies all day long. But but you got to make a save in certain situations. And it's not just three uh, goals that Vegas scored. There was one called back. They got a break on that, and and so did Vegas in in the first period. But that was as. Lopsided and disappointing period from a Thatcher-Demko standpoint when you're up two at home in the third period and you can't put it away, you got to find a way to make all the saves. You do.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know that I agree with that. I, I really don't. I, I think that there were too many breakdowns by the Vancouver Canucks in front of Thatcher-Demko, and you can only ask him to do so much. He opens up the third period with a great save on Mark Stone. Made a great believe. save. Uh, yeah.
0: How about another one? How about another one? How about another one? <laughs> like okay. like All right. make them. Hey, we, we saw it in the bubble. What's you watched it in what's the bubble? Your
2: stance? What's what everything was to the outside in the bubble. Thatcher Dumko didn't have to make a hard save. You gotta find a everything, way to make these everything oh, come on. He, everything he, last he, night was on was from the inside. Riley Smith on the doorstep, one, two, three, whacks at it after he makes the initial save. Hey, go, you, go like, talk to
0: you, Thatcher Demko and see what he what he says about last night. He thinks he's <laughs> one of the elite goaltenders in the National Hockey League. If you are an elite goaltender in the National Hockey League, you are able to put that one away. It, if it's a one off, that's fine. That does happen where, where you'll let a lead slip away. Not the way it's happened this year. Not a chance when you're a, when right. you're a no, so, number one goaltender in the national hockey league you do not let leads slip away the way they have this year and last night was another great example of that and and don't tell me and we got Stephanie on the line here don't tell me vegas wasn't thinking the exact same thing that vancouver was last night when it got to two goals except they were thinking different things in the sense of one is we got to be able to close this out we're not going to do it again we're up by two and the other one is these guys have been up by two a bunch, and they haven't been able to to solve the issues. We can come back too. Uh, Stephanie, welcome to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hi guys, how
4: are you doing?
0: We're doing good.
4: So I'm going to keep it quick because I'm at CNA right now, and it's kind of noisy. Nice. But um, just yeah, my daughter's a little night, so lots of fun. But um, it was really nice to see them have to come back last night after going down, you know, letting Vancouver put up three goals in a row um, to come back and get the win. Um, You know, it's kind of been a struggle, losing the lead in the third period and not being able to come back from it. And they showed that they were able to do that yesterday, technically twice, since one goal got taken back. So just, you know, great game to see, but uh, hopefully the next couple games will be a little less stressful, a little more easy coasting to, to watch.
0: I like this style. Coaches won't appreciate the goals against Stephanie, and appreciate your call. I know you got to go because you're at City National and enjoy uh, the little lights and uh, and everything that goes on around there. Best coffee bar in the world, right there. I, I like all around Vegas. I go to City National for that coffee bar because it is outstanding. Um, the the Golden Knights being able to to mount that come they're outscoring any whatever perceived uh, shortcomings that they, they've had recently. And the two games before this, they were locked down. Last night got a little hairy, but I, I, I do appreciate being able to put up five if you need five. Mm. And that that's more what I grew up with and fell in love with the game with. And it's, it's awesome to watch. I, I had a blast taking in that third period last night.
2: Oh, the third period was awesome. I, I mean, you know, not if you're a goalie, certainly, uh, not if you're not if you're trying to lock things down defensively, not if you're a coach, but as a as a spectator, as a uh, a person that just wants to watch exciting hockey, that third period. was absolutely fantastic of course you've got momentum swings you've got the lead changes then you've got the golden Knights roaring back you've got the the disallowed goal and then it's it doesn't it doesn't phase the golden Knights to me like I, I I appreciate the fact that they were able to put up five I appreciate the fact that they were able to come back when you know things kind of pushed in the in the opposite direction for the golden Knights but maybe the most impressive thing was the fact that they have the go-ahead goal wiped off the board for you know kind of a, a fluky situation and then they just go right back to work. It was inevitable that the Golden Knights were going to win that game, and I think that that speaks to the mental resilience that they have within a 60-minute effort.
0: Call us now. One line open, 702-876-1340. The first Block is yours on the VGK Insider Show every Monday. It's Tuesday because of the murky situation yesterday uh, on the program. 702-876-1340. You're done the opening quarter. Your team is 15-4-1. What do you love about it? Is there anything? Put the microscope on it. Is there anything that you would tweak about this team? There's always one area that you go, ah, I expected more here, or I wanted to see an evolution there. Yeah, that happens. But I, I think it's been a perfect start to the campaign. When when you lump it all together, not zeroing in on one game more than the other, and I don't want any recency bias coming into this when we give our report cards in just a little bit, but it has been a perfect opening quarter for the Vegas Golden Knights. 7028761340 back to the phone lines uh, in just a little bit, but when you talk about the question marks that were on this team at the start, and how they've been able to race to first place in the Western Conference, it's been magical. Matthew, welcome to the BGK yeah, it- Insider Show.
5: Hey, guys, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Doing well. Um, I just wanted to call out um, how, you know, I think this gets uh, not looked at enough, but I mean, like, how good is it to have Martinez back?
0: How about that shot block and- in the third period?
5: amazing like you know and i know like in the post-game interview petro you know called out some some kudos to him and i just i just think that it's not talked about enough the difference in the defense between when he's with the team and when he's not
0: i I agree with you his his presence around the group at the at the rink on game nights last year was massively missed and Probably shouldn't go down this path, but I will because you brought it up. He—he's he, one of my favorites. If not favorite guy on the team that I that I get to to talk with, and because he he walks me through stuff. Uh, Paul Stastny used to be the exact same way. He was my my clarifier uh, if I had uh, a question about faceoffs or alignment or uh, technique uh, on the rush. I would because he could he could just walk me through it so perfectly, like a coach. Uh, Alec Martinez is like that, but uh, in the realm of being just a, a human being, he is top shelf and the support that he has for his teammates and the influence that he has on that room in being able to uh, make the mood swing in the right direction. The Phil night was a great example, chanting Phil. Last night, there was a situation in the room where a lot of the players didn't know it was Jonathan Marshall's 500th game, and mm. Ashley Weiss... Went around the room after the morning skate, and was asking guys, "What do you think about Marshy's five hundred game?" They, they didn't know. So when when Marceau came off the ice for the morning skate, it was Alec Martinez, part of the group, that led the mock cheers and the hurrahs and the uh, the bugging. Like he he just means a whole lot. Then you add in the fact that he's a top flight defenseman and he's willing to block shots like that. That wasn't his trademark. Uh, I'm gonna turn to the side, block it with my shins, and get in the way. That was just f- flat-out sacrificing and potential harm to his body by making that play. A year after, he battled so much to get back into the lineup after the laceration.
5: Yeah, he's definitely a heart and soul guy, and um, I just, you know, I, I'm a Blackhawks fan originally from Chicago, and uh, obviously, you know, what he did to the Hawks 10 years ago with the Kings getting in, um, <laughs> but i mean obviously i put all that grudge aside and i just wanted to call out to him and that i appreciate all the little things he does so much and it it's just you know what a difference having him back on the team and then uh lastly wanted to just point out about you know jack eichel i think i think we're getting the guy that we paid for and
0: that night out and, Go ahead, yeah. finish your thought. You just dropped out there.
5: Oh, that's all. I'm just saying I appreciate Jack and we're getting what we paid for and he's been involved in it. It seems like, at least it feels like, he's involved in one way or another uh, of 60% of the points on this uh, with this team.
0: So Jack Eichel last night, 21 yeah. minutes, two assists, a plus three. He had four shots on goal, six shot attempts, and his special team's uh, breakdown was on the power play, a minute three, forty four seconds shorthanded. I like what they're doing with him on the penalty kill. They put him out in the last rotation on the penalty kill, so he's there when it comes to five on five, and he can turn it up. Uh, uh, and, and Matthew, we're lifelong buddies uh, because of your uh, love of Alec Martinez. Todd, welcome to the VGK oh. Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. What's up, guys? We're laughing to the beat of a five-four win last night.
4: Yeah, it's nice. Just think, a couple little hiccups, and this record could even be a couple games better.
0: Yeah, if if you want to look at it that way, you're right. You're you're five games away from being perfect. You're four and a half games away from being unbelievably uh, clean, but. You've lost to the likes of Calgary, Colorado. Yeah, I don't care about that. I know, but, but you're, you're losing to good teams, right? So you're, you're, you're not... Well, they were this... close
3: losses, too. We're not getting, yeah. like, killed yeah. by
0: anybody, yeah. you know? So I, I understand wanting to be better. Everybody wants to be better. But yeah. th- this blues, blows away all my expectations. What about you?
4: Oh, yeah, I wasn't quite expecting this,
3: but I know the talent on this team, and if they play together, uh, what we're capable of doing... So if they could clean up the power play just a little bit, yep. they could this team will be really dangerous.
0: And I think it's really coming. dangerous. No, I, I think that that part of it is coming uh, for sure. I'm sure I, it is. Uh, the the Nick Bois, uh, does that mess with the power play at all? Uh, him being out the last two games, I don't know, but uh, but it'd be great. Probably to,
3: so. Yeah. He's he's valuable.
0: Absolutely. Uh, thanks. Appreciate it, Todd. Uh, uh keeping in contact with the VGK Insider show on Fox Sports Las Vegas get Ryan back in here.
2: Yeah, I think Todd, you know, kind of touches on maybe an area where if you're looking at it outside of the 15-4-1 start, 31 points in your first 20 games, I think that special teams is is certainly going to be the the aspect that you focus in on maybe over the next 20 game chunk where you want to see a little bit more consistency, a little bit more dangerous. And, you know, Darren, you've kind of mentioned the last couple of shows that you think uh, that the power play is, is on the cusp of breaking out in, in a really big way. Um, the more, the more confident Jack Eichel becomes, the more, um, the, the more puck movement you're able to get on the power play. I do think Nick Wab being out of the lineup has impacted the power play. Whether or not he gets back, whether or not he's an option this week, that's going to be a, a, a thing that swings it in one direction or another. Uh, but, you know, beyond the power play, the penalty kill too is, is another area of focus. Special teams for me over the next 20 games is, is where I'm going to be focused in on the Golden Knights and, and whether or not they're moving in the right direction and improving day in and day out. Great calls
0: from Matthew and Todd in the VGK Insider Show. Two lines open 702 call right now let us know what you think if you want to talk about last night's game and back and forth were you thinking that the game was out of reach when they allowed the three straight goals or did you have confidence they would come back or talk about the 15-4-1 start uh, Fastino? where do you want to go welcome to the VGK Insider Show
4: uh, you put me on the spot i um... So um, I, I mean, everyone looks the record. It's been really good. Um, just paying attention to what's going on the rest of the league. How much do you think is it? Um, like, I don't want to like let all the success of the Knights of that so far. But how much is it? Because I keep reading articles online about how is it um, like the strength of the schedule versus um, like how? How do I decide? It's like the like teams you see like, yeah. like uh, Avalanche and the and Tampa Bay have been kind of sitting in the middle where you know, on top, how much is it more of, is the league just getting more competitive versus, um, how you see it with the BGK
0: schedule? That, that's a great question. And stay in line because I want to fire one thing back at you. Uh, the, yeah. uh, the strength of schedule is a talking point. They're middle of the road with strength of schedule. It hasn't been, uh, the easiest schedule in the world. It hasn't been the most difficult road, but, you're right. You have to take that into account. Uh, you must be a college football fan when you're talking about strength of schedule and, and all the rankings. But the, the other part of it is uh, being able to uh, address and answer a system along the way. And in a league that's full of parity, we're seeing something really unique this year in starts to the season. Not, not only Vegas with an unbelievable winning streak and 15-4-1, but New Jersey. At sixteen and three, you don't see that. You don't see Boston out to uh, a seventeen and two. Those are NBA type starts, like Golden State or the Lakers or Boston get rips off a, a great start. This is a, a league built on parity, and you've got three teams that are absolutely owning it right now. So
4: yeah, I guess it's remarkable that, um, regardless of like whatever strength of the. Of- However, schedule it is pretty cool to see. Like, I was written for the Devils when they finally got, um, Jack Hughes and how great they've been going to the start. Um, I did want to ask another question, though. Yeah, go ahead. Is, um, now that we've kind of seen, like, we're basically like the first fourth of the season, um, do you see any, like, tweaks that management might be looking at to the team? Like, kind of keep it where it is now? Because I know eyes have been on, like, that third line. Yeah. And a lot of names have been thrown around, like, I don't know why I've been saying his name, but like Jason Dickinson. How do you see him maybe fit on like a third line center?
0: Well, I don't think they need another center to be quite honest, uh, because of the depth at center that they have right now, Festino. And we'll we'll let you go, and we'll let you listen to it uh, as we move along in the the phone lines. But I'll answer your question. Uh, they just got to find a combination that that works. Uh, that third line is now on ice time. Distribution is the fourth line, based on yeah. on minutes that are handed out. That line is is now down. It may have more offensive talent, and certainly when you factor in a, a Phil Kessel, that is certainly the case. And and Paul Cotter, the way he can he can dangle the puck, they have to find a way to to work together and and click. Uh, and I, like Phil Kessel is is a player that is probably on the tougher end to play with, and but once you get it, it clicks. But he's he's an offensive guy, and you got to find what. What works in the inner um, handlings of, of of Phil as a line mate? Uh, they've they've tried a couple of different centers. I, I think they'll they'll keep going. That rotation is is probably going to continue. But uh, but that is that that one area right now is uh, is the only part that that I would fiddle with, and it's going to be fiddled with for the next little bit. Uh, Ryan,
2: yeah, I I don't disagree with anything you said, Darren. I think for you know. The needs of this team and what you're trying to accomplish, I think you've got to find someone that can can play shotgun to Phil Kessel like that's really what it is. You've got to find a match for him down the middle that maximizes Phil Kessel while not taking away from what's been so good so far for the Golden Knights. I have made the argument that I want to see Nick Waugh in that slot. Brett Howden has played well alongside Will Carrier and Keegan Kolasar That is a very well oiled machine on your fourth line which is now statistically your third line. So for me, I think when Nick Waugh is able to come back, I'd like to see a game or two with Waugh down the middle of either Paul Cotter or Michael Amadio and then Phil Kessel and see if you can spark something there.
0: Now's the time that it's really open up to do it. Because of Howden playing on the uh, with the uh, K Rock line, which is not the K Rock line with with Howden in it, but uh, with William Carrier and and Keegan Colasar, with what we've seen out of that group the last couple of games, and Carrier still producing offense, it's an easier, convincing argument. To be able to do that, and I'm sure that uh, that that coaching office is having that same discussion, and it might be it might be had with yourself if, if you're Bruce Cassidy. Do I want to do this? That line's been really good. Well, with with Wa being out the last couple of games, Colasar and Carrier still going good. When he comes back, slide him in. Leave Howden with the uh, fourth line. Back to the phone lines we go. Papa Lou, where you been? Hey, i one's
5: on
0: Doing great. Uh, 15-4-1. I didn't expect this. It's been a rosy start to the season, pal. Well, you know what?
4: Before I get into
0: that, your phone's just breaking up, so we're going to get Chapman to pick up the phone and uh, chat with you and see if we can clean that up uh, at all and uh, get you back in the program because it's just dialing out, uh, and it sounds like you're coming through re- re-entry, you might be near me because I can't get anything going with my cell phone uh, in, the, in the area of Summerlin. I'm boxed in by these mountains, and for some reason there's no tower on the network that I'm on, and it's one of the most frustrating things in the world. So uh, we'll, we'll reconnect with you, uh, Papalu, and we'll try to get you back on the program because he is one of our regulars. He is one of our solid uh, callers, and he is uh, one that brings it Every night is Papa Lou back on Papa. Let's go, Lou. Hey, there we are. Hey, back up. Hey, that's clean. You
4: know, so, something real, real quick for Chris before we get into it, and for Ryan too. Second, mm. hey Chris, the shrimp festival was awesome, buddy. I don't want to.
6: Oh man, I, I I know you you tweeted at me that you were going. I'm I'm so jealous. I'm I'm such a. Big big fan of crustaceans. Is that here in town? The no, shrimp festival it was down in down in Mexico.
0: Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I gotta head down there. Baja. Nice. Uh, Any time that you can rub it in, Chris, <laughs> I'm right there with you. Ow. we lost, uh, Papa? Well, I uh, guess he's not rubbing it in anymore.
6: <laughs> no, he got his
0: he got his shot in. He uh. got he got that shot in. So that that's good. A couple more lines uh, flashing right now. We'll get to it, and then we'll take a break. Uh, but fifteen four and one leading the Pacific Division. Leading the Western Conference, and I went through it today. The leads, as we approach Thanksgiving, the leads that, that, that these teams have. I mean, Vegas is up seven on the, on the Colorado Avalanche. Just approaching Thanksgiving. How good is that? And then you, we'll get into the Eastern Conference uh, in a bit, but back to the lines we go. Brian, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Hey, guys. What's up, buddy?
4: Hey, so a question for you. On, on that puck that hit the uh, camera, or the camera lens or the camera hole. Yep. How does, so, if, I mean, if the puck hits that area and it kind of takes a weird bounce, is it then a dead play or is it a dead puck?
0: It's supposed to be. If the officials okay. sees it, it's supposed to be whistled down. So it's a stoppage. Okay. They use the, the weird language. I'll be honest with you. I've been around the game my entire life, and I'm old. I've never heard something called a missed stoppage before. I know what they're talking about, but it's phrased differently. If it hits anything, like there's the rounded corners by the bench. The, on, on the glass. It used to be a 90-degree angle by the timekeeper's bench or the player's benches. Uh, and yep. then uh, it was Max Pacioretty who, who collided with that uh, with the help of Zidane Ochara, and it was nasty. They've rounded that off. But if the puck goes on once the player's bench side of that rounded glass, it's supposed to be a stoppage. Even if it bounces back into play, it's, it's supposed Got to it. be a stoppage. Same with that camera hole uh, hitting the, the uh, camera lens last night. They missed it. Now, I don't know how everybody missed the lens cap or the lens uh, rim uh, flying on the ice, but that was that was the right call, and I like Mark Stone's reaction to it. As soon as he realized what it was, he thought it was going to be called back, and he would have liked that uh, uh, as well. Uh, what, one little, uh, just tag on to that. Uh, that Oh, camera hole is supposed to be shut by the photographer if there's any danger of of play or a puck coming near you. You could have it open yeah. if the pucks on the far side or uh, down on the the below the goal line on the other side. but uh, but it, it's supposed to be it's got a little spring activation where it can go uh, seamlessly in and then there's uh, there's no uh, uh, gap on 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 the fan side or on the player side. and and why they put that in there. they used to be wide open. But yeah. about 15 years ago, a guy named Daryl Boyce, uh, a PEI guy, he's a Turk Lance uh, son in law, actually. Uh, he got hit. He was playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He got cranked into the glass, and his face hit that opening, and it ripped his face off like the side of his cheek, and it was ugly so they put the the plugs in place where if the puck or the play is necessarily there it's supposed to be uh put in it was a canadian press photographer last night uh i talked to somebody who was beside the reporter uh they felt awful they that's not the way you want to be involved in the game certainly everybody looking at you and it's hard to, to to hide from that but it was a it was a fluky situation and a good reminder to everybody around the league to to, to plug those holes
4: Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you,
0: guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good question there. I wanted to revisit that uh, that camera opening last night. Uh, any more uh, right now? Didn't uh, reconnect with Popaloo. All right. Uh, great uh, first half hour. Uh, how would you sum up the mood in the fan base right now, Ryan? You take uh, calls after the game?
2: Um ecstatic happy like it's it's uh it's a fan base right now that's i, I think soaking in a, a great start to the season for the golden knights after uh, a really tough year last year so I, I think that there's uh there's a renewed sense of optimism right now with this golden knight team as to just how good they can be
0: do you think there's another level to go with this team
2: um i, I think that there should be right like i i don't think that the golden knights can can survive if this is as good as they're going to be all season long. Now, I think that there's an opportunity in front of this team to do some something really special, but it's all going to take growth. It's all going to take uh, continuing to work on your game, dialing in certain details, and I think if the Golden Knights continue to grow and get better over the course of the season, I think they've got a real shot to do something special here.
0: You know, strange way, some of those shortcomings or tweaks that you would like to see, Creates optimism that it can be notched up one or two levels, mm-hmm. because there's areas yeah. that you'd like to change or get more production out of, or provide better defending uh, in in certain situations. That I- instead of just ripping off five one wins every night, and you're wondering, okay, it's like, it's it's a wagon, and away we go, we're, we're rolling. Uh, the the other side of it in winning close games or comebacks, a third of their wins, a third of their 15 wins have come via third period comebacks. That's extraordinary. I, I, that number jumped out at me, and I watch every game. I didn't realize that it was it was it was that large. So there's there's areas where you tighten it up, maybe it becomes even better. Or when the schedule gets tougher, you're able to maintain. Somewhere close to this pace. And this is a pace that's about 127 points. The record for a season with the Vegas Golden Knights is 109. That's how good yeah. this opening quarter has been. Uh, we have our game ratings to come. And we have the report cards in our number two, plus one timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. And I'll update you on the brownie situation from yesterday. It's the VGK Insider Show at Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340
0: AM. It'll be a short segment number two in hour number one of the BGK Insider Show. Thank you for all the calls. Love talking to you every week, getting the fans' take, the supporters' slant of what's going on with the Vegas Golden Knights, and it is really good right now. Uh, Right on out, uh, you've seen some players answer the bell uh, with uh, question marks coming into the season, and then you've seen others just raise the level of their play, and I'm looking at you, Will Carrier, right now. You are rolling like I've never seen before. It's time to offer our game rankings from last night.
2: Welcome to my latest experiment.
0: This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh,
3: Well, it's a DeLorean, right? Share
0: with me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll tape. Roll tape. And let's uh, fire it up. We've got uh, the number one, which you won't need today, the AMC Gremlin. Number two is a station wagon. Big old boat of a station wagon. Don't need that one. Leave it in the harbor in the parking lot. Triple park today because you're taking up that many spots with that thing. The Hummer is number three. If we need it, we're going to have to have a conversation And a sidebar, if it comes up, or a Trans Am, and five out of five is a DeLorean. Chapman,
6: be careful. I love the fight back in the third period. You give up three goals in the third period, and then you fight back, and you score, well, not technically four, but you, you score four goals, technically only three count, but... I love the fight back. I love the goal by Alex Petrangelo. I love the third line or fourth line with William Carrier, what he's doing this year. First time in his career, he scored two goals in a game. Uh, He's now well on pace to surpass his career high in goals. But I don't like that you gave up three goals in the third period. You're up two to one and you come out and you allow three straight goals to the Vancouver Canucks. Chapman. Be careful. I am going with a full <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am. Good,
2: not perfect. Wallace. Why are we even doing this? I, I, You're strong-arming everyone and just giving the rating that you want. Um, it's funny. It, it is what it is. I, I don't like, in, in kind of the same way Chapman just laid it out, I don't like the fact that the Golden Knights let that third period get away from them the way that they did in the first six and a half minutes. Like, Listen, the Vancouver Canucks have a lot of offensive talent. That's the best thing that they do. So you knew a push was coming. That's fine. Uh, But I do like the battle back. I do like the fact that the Golden Knights have range. I do like that this team can win in a lot of different ways. So with all that being said, I'm going four out of five Trans Am because clearly a Hummer's not on the table.
0: That is unbelievable, you guys. That You can What's watch that game and watch a team come back from two goals down in the third period, pick Darren, themselves Darren, up, hold on, let me finish, the let me finish. They
2: had a lead going into the third period, Darren.
0: They come back from two goals down in the third period on the road and find a way to win, and they're now 9-1-1 on the road, and they are 5-2-1 and one inside the Pacific Division, and they're finding different ways to win in what was the most entertaining period, wild frame, unbelievable events happening during a 20-minute segment, and all anybody does is find that little area of negativity instead of saying, came back from two goals down, put it away, walked out with two points. That is an all American
6: DeLorean, if I ever saw one. Yeah, but if there's gonna if if no, there's any negativity involved, then it can't be a DeLorean. Gotta overcome DeLorean negativity.
2: No, 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 hold on, hold on. Ooh. If if you're talking about perfect scores five out of five, I guess the perfect game, Darren, would have been going into the third period with a lead and not surrendering that lead, so you had to come back from two goals down. People always forget that is a part of the game
6: that the other team is trying to. Well, yeah, of course, but you're better than the Vancouver Canucks, and you you laid it out earlier in the first segment that Thatcher Demko is not the goalie he was in the bubble. Nope. So he's not the goalie he was last year. Yeah. So so you you, you put them away. You put your foot on their throat, and you make sure that they don't come back. I mean, I, this you know, is the a,
0: biggest surprise for me last night was that the chaos didn't occur right out of the gate <laughs> because yeah. you had this the second no, best team no, in was... first period offense in the Vegas Golden Knights you had the third best team in the National Hockey League in first period offense and you know what we got in the first period bagels nothing yeah bagels yeah, nothing. A, a little bit of
6: cream cheese and bagels. And what is it? The seventh time you that know, the Canucks I, have blown a two-goal lead yeah, and a, lost.
0: A lot. That's where Vegas had them right where they wanted them. <laughs> yeah, give up that so. lead. Two goal. Two goal deficit. Like nothing screamed. Okay, it's on. Only you can spin that. it that way. They had them what, right where they he, wanted was,
2: them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, that, to, he to he that point. To you, that you, point,
0: you, you the, can't. The coach's can't reaction. Come back. The coach's reaction mm-hmm. last night after Vancouver scored their third straight goal in the third period to go up by two, Mm -hmm. he goes back to his energy line Yeah, right away. Now there's enough time left that you can go, okay, that, that makes sense. He's not pressed the panic button. There is so many coaches that I've been around or watched closely that would have shortened their bench and gone right back to a misfit's Or an Eichel line, right there. Well,
6: says that he has a lot of trust in those guys.
0: That's the thing. He didn't deviate at all, and he also knew that those guys are going, and they're quite frankly the third line right now. But he went right. He didn't deviate at all, and I loved that coaching by by Bruce Cassidy.
2: Well, you had to go. I mean, you had to get it back on the rails, and and you know you're going to go to I think the line that that you trust in in all situations, and you know by by what you're looking at with with Will Carrier and Keegan Colasar and now Brett Howden, you, you can trust that that line's going to get the puck in in tight down low, and they're going to go to work, and and that's what they did. Well, you can do you, that. You
0: You can do that during the course of a uh, uh, an intermission. Come out, start those guys. I I, I agree with that. But to do it while you're reeling in in a period after the other team scored three straight goals to come back with them, that was impressive. That's
2: why you do it. Well, hey, because Jack
0: Eichel or or William Carlson's line. uh, Those those are your default lines when when things get going crazy. And you need to to score a goal to get back in the game. It's not just shutting it down. It's now you got to score a couple, a lot of coaches you, probably you, more you than fifty percent would have gone with their with their their, their scores in that. And I loved I loved what the coach did.
6: I think you're right. I th- I think a lot of coaches would have gone to their their first line following that. But you know, I mean, I I think to Ryan's point, those those guys, especially now with Brett Howden, that's a line that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. They like, don't. You, you they they. They are so trustworthy to, to do what you need them to do. They don't get beat. They don't give up a lot. And, and it seems like there's a lot of times when you see Carrie and Colasar out on the ice together, they're able to pin the puck deep in the zone and, and, and really take control of, of the situation. I mean, I just love that that line, they don't ever panic. Like, there's no panic in those guys.
0: Well, what did Bruce Cassidy say last night? He's never coached a player who knows how he has to play to
6: score. Like Will Carrier, yeah. I mean, the, that's the one, paraphrasing, but that's an incredible compliment. The one thing I've always said about Carrier is he always has this knack to get to the front of the net.
2: Yeah. Always it's has his finish. Yes,
6: yeah. And now he's he's finishing, and he he's such a different player. Mm-hmm. Ryan,
2: yeah. I, I mean, the only point that I'm making is that those guys play the right way, and if you are in a situation where for six minutes you've allowed the team to completely take over the game. It, it is not surprising to me that Bruce Cassidy goes back to the line that I think he trusts in, in every situation to do their job and do it well. And that's exactly what the fourth line, now third line did. They get a goal out of it, and that's really what sparked the Golden Knights in the third. So, not the uh, obvious
0: choice. That's that's it. It's not it, it the, obvious the obvious choice. To- it, well, then you're the better than 50% of the, the national hockey league coaches.
2: Darren, let me finish. Buddy. That's the better it than the 50% percent of the national hockey league coaches. Situation.
0: Yeah, it, again. For this team case. in
2: that moment, after that six and a half minutes, it was the obvious choice. We'll
0: take a break, come back with final thoughts, and tee up hour number two. It's the VGK Insider Show at Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
0: We are so tight for time, we can't get into it right now. That means Ryan doesn't raise his voice at me again. I need time. I need time. Uh, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, Darren Millard, will all be back. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us. We've got two pairs of tickets on the other side.